the volume. The Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook for obvious reasons. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. Fast payouts in as quick as two hours. Are you kidding me? And do you see these same game parlay bets? Not to mention the live betting. Just a gorgeous platform all the way across the board. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they will be sharing all season long on my podcast. You can't miss it. We're talking about risk-free bets, same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds, markets, and more. That's boosted odds, baby. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO. So they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona. 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. All right, welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. Special edition episode, absolute privilege and honor to be on with the one and only Ken Shamrock, household name, talking a little bare knuckle boxing. He is a part of the true bare knuckle organization, president and CEO and vision owner. Ken, pleasure to be on with you, my friend. How are you? Good, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Excited to talk with you. Let's let's start out with talking about this event you have coming up on April 22nd in the Valor BK. What's something we can look forward to as fans getting ready and excited to tune in for that? Well, first of all, you're going to be able to see, like you said, true bare knuckle. Not where they got tape all the way up to their knuckles and the knuckles are exposed. They call that true bare knuckle. That's a joke. Two bare knuckle, no tape on the hands. And the fights are fast, exciting because of the rule sets. There's no clinching, obviously, because we're so young, you'll see some of them come together, but immediately they're broken apart and going. Not like boxing where guys get a hug one another and stop like Mike Tyson from getting inside and knocking you out. They just hug him or bite his ear. So it's none of that. Um, also, too, uh, having no ropes and no cages, it's about circle and it forces. It, believe it or not, it forces fighters to have to stay in the center because there's nothing for them to back up into. So it's fast, it's exciting, and it's definitely something that you will have an experience and have never seen before in fighting. Trust me on this. I love that. So you kind of alluded to a, a couple elements of what you get in bare knuckle that you don't in any other sport. But what would you say of all the different elements within the sport, the most exciting aspect of the sport is when watching as as a casual fan or a diehard? 
Well, I would say as a fan, the vision is so explosive, having nothing in your way to see the fight. You're not looking at the cages or ropes. I mean, it's right there. And even if you're sitting back a little bit, because you're sitting back, it's even a lot more visual explosion because, you know, it's it's very difficult to be able to look and see far away when you've got things you're looking around. This is open, man. It's a visual explosion. So for me, it's exciting for the fans. For the fighters, guys that truly want to fight, guys that love the excitement of fighting, guys that want to fight, um, that's what's going to happen. There's, there's technical fighters and then there's fighters. Um, this is really built for both. But you have to have both. You can't just be a technical fighter because there's the thing in there where technical fighters will grab you or clinch you because a guy gets inside, he fights better. So technically you would grab him. Well, unfortunately, you better have that fight instinct instead of that part in the technical part there because you're not allowed to grab. You're not going to hold. So it really is about being a technical fighter and a fighter mixed together, not one or the other. I love that. And Ken, what would you say the most highly anticipated matchup you're looking forward to on April 22nd or a fighter you can't wait to see to, to dance in the ring on, on April 22nd? Yeah, it's going to be LeVar and Ali, the main event. Two big heavyweights. I mean, you got one guy that's a powerlifter turned boxer. That in itself tells you right there, don't get hit. And then you got LeVar, who just is a natural puncher, has plenty of power, lots of experience, Two big, big heavyweights, and both these guys got knockout power. When you're looking at the different divisions in bare-knuckle boxing, like you, you know this in UFC, of course, coming from the sport, you, you see different technical approaches, right? When you look at different weight classes in bare-knuckle for educating us out there, what would you say you get more in heavyweight versus different weight classes as a consumer? Well, in bare-knuckle – Nothing. I think in boxing, <laughs> you would see definitely a lot more heavier punches, guys getting knocked down more, uh, maybe even the middleweight, right? But I but I truly believe in bare knuckle, there's no difference because it's bare knuckle and every punch counts. A jab can knock somebody down no matter what weight you're in. So to me, I don't think there's a difference. I think both of them are really exciting to watch. You're going to get knockdowns and knockouts in all weight classes. All right, let's talk a little bit about the UFC and just coming from the sport and now watching the sport today. What's something you love about today's UFC culture? What's something you wish maybe could be a little more old school about? I mean, you come from the original days of UFC, uh, just some incredible matches you were a part of. But what's some positives you like about what's going on in today's MMA culture? Well, I think today's MMA culture is there's more exposure. Um, these guys are a lot more well-known. Uh, it's more mainstream. Um, so I think that having that in itself, um, not within the actual organization itself, but it creates more opportunity for them outside of fighting or, or should if they learn how to market themselves, right? Because there is a lot more exposure. Things that I think that I've always and doing now with Valor Bare Knuckle is I don't like the gloves because I think in my, in, in, in my instincts and in my um, not just instincts, but also me being in the ring and actually fighting in both styles, bare knuckle and with the gloves on, 
when you wrap your hands with tape and then put a pad over the top of your hand, it's a rock. I mean, there's, there's, there's not a whole lot difference between the bare knuckle and what you have on your covered your hand. And so, but now I can swing for the fences and hit you anywhere and a hundred times. And I don't got to worry about my hands. And to me, I think that's what I don't like was that it's not a pure God-given talent. They're literally giving people equipment to make them better. From a betting perspective, this is a, a sports betting show. When you're looking at UFC, what's kind of the main thing you would look at between two fighters? You know, obviously last weekend you had Covington and Masvidal, one's more of a wrestler, one's more of a striker. Is there anything you know more of that you can educate us on from a betting perspective when you're kind of looking at each individual matchup in UFC and how to get a little better at being a better? Yeah, first of all, you got to look at their background. And because where they come from does tell. Uh, but I also think it's the road they travel. What have they done to get to where they're at? Who have they fought to get to where they're at? And you'll look at it. And clearly, Covington would have been a bet for me because he's faced a lot more tougher competition. Mm -hmm. uh, Masvidal's come in. He's done a great job. He's marketed himself really well. Uh, but he hasn't traveled the toughest road. I mean, he's fought some good fighters, don't get me wrong. But if you look at Covington's and you look at Mazadal's and the, and the road that they traveled, Covington has definitely gone on a much tougher path. College basketball championship season is here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel Sportsbook. New customers can place their first college basketball bet risk-free up to $1,000. Bet college basketball any way you like. I'm loving Gonzaga. I'm loving Kentucky. Nice little futures, them to win their respective tournaments. Take a chance at a same-game parlay bet. Jump into the action with live betting or bet with big promotions like odds boosts. And when you win, FanDuel will pay your winnings in as little as two Hours. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and sign up with promo code MONACO to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's promo code MONACO. Make the college basketball championships mean more on FanDuel Sportsbook. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado Indiana New Jersey Virginia 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369 New York Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia and just I'm fascinated with the mental warfare and and the the psychology in the sport of fighting is there anything you could teach us from a betting perspective and you can go bare knuckle with it as well that you've picked up on either with yourself or fighters that 
gives them a little bit of an extra why as to why they got to go in. I mean, I know it's, it's a wild, wild world to go into a cage and, and fight somebody, but is there anything from that mental perspective that you look at could be from a betting element, but also just as someone that's been in the sport that you could teach us that we could learn about and try to adapt into uh, on this show betting. Well, I'll tell you this. I think the first thing is, and I talked about background, this is bare knuckle. And in my opinion, there's no advantage to boxing or MMA when it comes to bare knuckle. And there's a lot of reasons why I don't want to get into it, but uh, I would look at literally where they came from. They grew up on the streets. They get in a lot of street fights, you know, then they turned pro and they've had some great fights. So I would look at that, basically the track record, where they came from, the road they traveled. And, and now that they are where they are, what are the fights that they've had and how have they won? Was it knockout? Was it submission? You know, those are the type of things I would look at. But because I think bare knuckle is so new, there's really not an advantage to really look at. But like I said, if I was to look at it, I would look at more of a guy that, that came up rough, uh, that had a lot of street fights, had been yeah. in those rough times and turned pro. That, that right there would say, okay, this guy is not afraid of bare knuckle. There's a lot of guys that fight that when you take the gloves off, they're not the same fighter. You just don't know. This is a could be a little bit of a stretch, but you see this in stand-up comedy, right? It's harder to be funny once you're rich and famous. Uh, Kevin Hart has talked about it. Seinfeld's talked about it. When it comes to fighting, let's take a Conor McGregor. Obviously, coming up the ranks, he was virtually unbeatable. Once you're rich, you're famous, you're fed. Do you feel like from a betting element, it's harder to get up for each fight once you're already a wealthy man? Or do you think that that's an overrated statement? Well, I think it's individual statement. I, I think that if you look and you could see it in Conor McGregor, he was living the high life. It was all over social media. You knew his fall was coming. I knew it was coming. I even said it on one of my things. It was like, this guy has lost his hunger. And I said, he's going to turn around and look and see what he's done because it happened to everybody. It happened to me. Yeah, you, you get comfortable. But then there's some guys that don't do that. You know, Randy Couture is one, you know, I mean, like uh, he got to where he was at, but he always stayed focused and hungry. Um, but yeah, it does happen. And I think it's an individual case, but because we have so much exposure with social media, you can see the ones that are doing that. And you can see the slightly decline. Even when Conor McGregor was slightly declining, he was still winning big fights, but you didn't, you did see that he wasn't the same fighter. He was still winning but he wasn't the same fighter. Being a, a president CEO yourself, if you were in the Dana White seat running the UFC, what, what match, what heavyweight, light heavyweight, which two guys would you put together that the fans haven't seen yet that they deserve to see? Oh. Me personally, yeah, I, I'm trying to see John John Jones and, and Adesanya. I think that would be just blockbuster. Nagano and Jones. Okay. I love yeah. it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I was going to say Jones. He's been out a while. He's a great talent. He's done a lot of stuff to hurt himself, but he's just he's gifted. He's, he's just a gifted fighter. Uh, and so is Nagano. He's a gifted fighter. Uh, but Nagano's doing everything right in – in my opinion, it would be a great opportunity for Jones to come in and get handed his lunch and, and, and hopefully turn his life around because he's been able to just go in and win. And so he's been able to continue to keep not training like he should train because he's been out there and having fun and going in and winning fights, which is amazing. It's incredible. 
I did the same thing myself at certain moments. And you, you lose that, that edge. But when you lose, you reboot everything. You restart everything. And so that was what I would want to see because I think Jones possibly could be one of the greatest fighters ever if he would just focus. I hear you. All right, Ken, I got to ask you this. Anyone from the UFC that you would love to see come over to bare knuckle boxing that you think would just take their game, elevate it, or just equal it in your sport? I just said him, Nagano. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd like to see him fight LeVar. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, I want. I got to just ask a quick question about WWF, WWE. You know, obviously, you were a, a huge household name in both sports. But looking at back at your time in the WWF, what would you say the most memorable or satisfying match you were ever a part of? I, I was I was Googling you, watching all kinds of stuff. I saw you go against The Rock for the Intercontinental with Vince rolling out the wheelchair at the top. I, I love that one. Um, anything, though, that sticks out to you that, from uh, our perspective, we could go out and watch on YouTube and enjoy a little throwback? King of the Ring, 98, I believe it was. Um, yeah. I faced uh, – who did I face? The Rock in the finals, wasn't it? Right. I believe it was. Yes. And uh, that intercontinental title was, was awesome. I thought that was a, a statement for me. And, and uh, uh, I was, <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't even realize until I got to the event, I was gonna, I was gonna, you know, go over, but that one there stuck out because I had great matches all the way through it, man. It was awesome. All the guys that I went against in the ring, we all, it was a great, I mean, it was a great moment and one that I remembered because that's the one that really, I think made a statement for me. When you were preparing for WWF fights versus UFC, just was it a very different process in the locker room getting ready, or was it actually, interestingly enough, very similar? Well, I think similar in a way of focus, mental focus. Um, and uh, physically, you had to be in a different mindset. Like, you had to be warmed up, you had to be stretched out, and you had to be mentally focused because the things that we were doing in there could end someone's life uh, if you messed up. Um, so it was a different type of physical and mental awareness, um, but nevertheless, probably in some cases more important because, you know, one move, wrong move in a, in, in run wrong uh, move in a big move, you could paralyze or end someone's life. We've seen you pave the way uh, as a pioneer UFC to WWF and so on with Brock Lesnar's of the world. Do you see anyone making that transition from UFC to WWE? Is there anyone you would want to see make that transition? You know, I don't, as, I don't even think like that when I'm watching that stuff. Uh, I personally, it's, and because I understand how hard it is, you can't really see anybody actually doing it um, because there's so much to being able to get over in, in pro wrestling. There's a lot um, in, in fighting. You just got to be tough and good and be able to learn and you go in and be successful. All right. I got to get you, man. Pro wrestling is much, much, much more difficult to be successful in. I hear you. All right. I got to get you out of here with this, Ken. If you were fighting in the UFC today, Who's one person you would go to Dana and go, all right, give me this matchup. It's blockbuster. I'm taking them down. 
who would you ask for in, in the octagon? You mean fighting now or? or yeah, not? yeah. If you were if you were fighting right now, who would you who would you want to take on? John Jones. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Ken, absolute pleasure and honor to talk with you. Valor BK, April 22nd. Make sure to follow Ken on all social media. Check out everything you're a part of. It's an absolute honor to talk with you. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. All right. The volume.